her, Serena fucking Kerrigan, on the podcast, and she brought me her Do It For The Plot shake. Are we calling it a shake or a smoothie? It's a shake. Uh, Joan the Juice is a brand uh, from Europe, from Copenhagen specifically, so they're all about shakes. Wait, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I want to, okay, so I was literally just talking about this with someone yesterday, and I always talk about this with you. Everything you do is 110%. Like, you have never done something that isn't professional, that isn't on brand, that isn't aligned. And when you do something, it's like the branding is there. It is the best photographer. It is the best photo shoot. And you just see the passion and like, it makes me want to trust you. It has inspired me since I've like discovered your account. I want to talk about that as it relates to the shake, but also have you always been like that? Or was that something that you realized like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it. I have always been like that in the sense of I have a production background. Like I literally like wanted to be a filmmaker when I was 15. I like I wrote this movie about a boy who broke my heart when I was a freshman in high school and yes. he was a junior and it was called Freshman okay. and it was autobiographical and I won best film at my high school's film festival. Oh my God. And I was like I want to be the next Sofia Coppola. Like I want to be a filmmaker. Yeah. And obviously Am I not, am I making feature length films right now? No. Is it the plan? Absolutely. Yes. But I think when I do any kind of launch or anything, I use it up as an opportunity to like tell a beautiful story with high production value. Yeah. And I think branding is something I'm obsessed with. And I'm, I really am obsessed with telling a story in a really provocative and fun, engaging way, but that really will like evoke an emotion yes. and break the internet. Yeah. You know, like I felt like, okay, yeah, like I can sell this shake, but like we've seen the, the smoothies before. We've seen, seen Hailey Bieber, Mariana Hewitt. We've seen tons of people do it and do it really well. Granted, I'm not really allowed to say this, but okay, I won't say it. But like, <laughs> Joe's Juice is nationwide. I'm just, yeah. that's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah. But I felt like, you know, what can I do differently here? Like, I'm not a cooking girly. Like, I'm not like a smoothie girly. But yeah. like, what I am is an empowerment, you know, yeah. bad bitch. Yeah. And I was like, how can I infuse the messaging within my brand into this shake? And for me, it's an amazing challenge. Yeah. Like, I did it with studs, with the jewelry, yeah. the earrings. I did it and we had like do it for the plot engraved inside yes. the earring. And the whole campaign was like SFK in your ear, you know, the holiday yeah, season. So whenever you're feeling it. down about yourself, like I'm in your ear, you remember to do it for the pot. And then I've done obviously like a sweatshirt with Mayfair yeah. group, which was amazing. And then this was like, okay, how do we sell this in a way that feels super on brand, you know? And then I think when we were at the photo shoot, like I had clothes at the photo shoot. Yeah. And I was like, but like, this is do it for the pot. Yeah, like what would be the summer do it for the pot? It's like I would get naked. Yeah. And so I literally like covered <laughs> myself in the Joan the Juice stickers. Yeah. And like I just got naked because I felt like it's summer. It's about embracing yourself, your body, like who you are. And that is the pottiest thing ever. Yeah. The thing that I, I'm obsessed with the most about it is that like it doesn't feel like no is really in your vocabulary. You're just like we're going to figure it the fuck out and it's going to be the best possible. Like what was the process like creating the shake from start to finish? Because I was literally just like the color is crazy. Like I've seen it all over Instagram, but you never really know what if that's like a real the color is insane. So the color is actually was oh my god, this is great. And I've never talked about this before. Oh my god, so yeah, like inside scoop. So basically I obviously been a fan of Joe and the Juice. I know people on their team and they flew me out to Copenhagen for their big anniversary party and it was crazy. It was so fucking fun. Like yeah. I met the whole like executive team, the head of marketing, Casper. And like, I, I felt very like, it, there was a lot of synergy within the brand. Like I find that Europeans in general are, they're not as puritanical. So they're yeah. more productive. Like they're down to do like plotty shit like yeah. me. So there was a lot of synergy there. And when we started talking about the smoothie, it's very easy to be like, what is everyone going to like? Like what yeah. is everyone going to want? Like thinking about the external. And I think when you're developing a product like you are with your book and I'm so proud of you, you're not writing for 
you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think you're writing for the consumer. You're really writing for yourself. Yeah. Right. Like, what did you want to know? What did you want to you? What do you want to share? What would you want to read? Yeah. Or what would you want to drink? And I think whenever I've released a product, I've been so, and it's very easy to ask for opinions to like, to be like, oh, well, I do like mango. Like, no, I was like, what is a shake that I will literally order every fucking time I go to? Yeah. Right. And this is something that I, that I have custom made myself at certain stores. So I, stuck with like, I really wanted banana strawberry and I really wanted peanut butter to make it filling. I wanted it to be vegan because I want, I mean, like, I'm like, you know, I don't, yeah. I'm not, I'm not vegan, but I'm like, yeah. I'm not really a dairy girly. Yeah. And okay. And so the color. So there's this shake on the menu that already exists, which is the power shake and it's banana, strawberry and vanilla milk. And so it's a little more sugary, but it's fire. Yeah. Like I would order it. So it's very light pink. So I wanted to make something actually more red. Yeah. So I pitched an idea to do edible glitter. Oh okay? my God. No, I literally like, I was like, we have to make this like the You're most like, SFK anything. Glitter, yeah. No, glitter, right? And like, I remember we were at the Joe and the Juice in Hudson Street and I was like pouring glitter, at least edible glitter. And we were really trying, but the thing is like with the consistency of it, like you wouldn't be able to really see it. Yeah, so it's just a waste. So we added the boot beetroot powder to give it more of a pink, more of a red. Cause I feel like that's more SFK color. Yeah. So, but that was the whole thing. Like I really wanted glitter and I'm actually glad it all worked out that it didn't because I think like it, you, I, we didn't need it. Like no, we simply didn't need it. It's a perfect color. I've never seen a smoothie that color. And every single time I get it now, I'm going to think like, yeah. oh, SFK. And she put all of her time and energy into like crafting the perfect like appearance for the smoothie. And it also well, tastes fucking good. Because I think that the smoothies at other places that are custom made by influencers and celebrities, they do have that really like photographic appeal. Yeah. And I wanted that in my own unique way. Yeah. So when the glitter didn't work out, I was like, what are we going to do? We add the beetroot. But then there was a whole debacle about the sweetness of it. I'm, I'm just giving you the yeah, full Yeah, no, scoop. I want it. I'm so intrigued. So basically a couple weeks before launch, we had agreed like, let's put dates in it to make it sweet, but not yeah. like super sugary. And we ordered some and they sent it to my house. And I was like, guys, there's literally like chunks of dates in no, my yes, mouth. not good. And for me, like I want a smooth, silky consistency. Oh, yeah. No, I don't. And I was like, that. I know the girlies in New York City. And, and by the way, I know this is nationwide, but I was like, I know the girlies in New York City are gonna be like, okay, like amazing smoothie, but like what the fuck is in my mouth? It's the chunk, yeah. The chunk. Like it, it's, it's like not good. It's you not vomit good. and there's a chunk. <laughs> like, no. So I was like freaking and I was like, we need something else. And then someone suggested agave and we added agave and that, that's the sweetest. But I really wanted something that was healthy filling and like people could be on the go. And then the cups are amazing because the branding is it's right okay. there. And I think that like for so someone that doesn't good. know me, like having do it for the plot on the cup is an Instagrammable moment. Yeah is also an empowering moment. I mean, like, oh yeah, like we're literally the main character of our story, like let's fucking go. Um, and then it's my face. So I have one more question about this and then I wanna talk about do it for the plot. Did any like exes or guys hit you up when they saw the fucking sexy as hell naked photos for this? Like, was that the biggest thirst trap ever where your ex is like, hey, what's up, how are you? Like, Yeah, I, I've definitely had a couple reach out. I don't know how you could go on your morning commute without seeing my naked body all of New York City, no, which I literally love. There's this Lady Gaga quote that has always stuck with me, literally always stuck with me. I made it my Instagram caption, I think in like 2018, 2017, when I was still at Refinery29. And I was like, it's basically like, you know, my boyfriend told me I was never gonna make it. And I told him one day, you're gonna not be able to order a cup of coffee without seeing my face. Or hearing my I or hearing my that voice. One. I love and I was like, that that's one. that was like my North Star. And I yeah. think that when it comes to manifesting, like I'm so I always knew I was gonna be on a billboard. Not even a question. Yeah. And I think like I always I, no isn't in my vocabulary. I've been told no all the time. I mean, people yeah. literally told me you're not gonna get a job, you're not gonna get a story, you're not gonna get a boyfriend, you're not gonna like all these things when you're not gonna get a brand deal when I had Serena fucking Kerrigan, like yeah. when I made that my middle name. 
And I was like, no, like no, I will. I will. Like people just need to get it and understand yeah. the messaging behind it. Yeah. But I feel like when someone tells me no, I just it's a challenge. Like yeah. when the glitter didn't work out, I was like, okay, so What's how that? do we still make it look good, taste good, be very Serena? Like what else can we do? And yeah. honestly, like imagine if it was just like a regular Joe and the Juice cup with the glitter. Like it just wouldn't have the same, not the same. punch as having to do it for the bottom. Yeah. I also think a lot of people get confused about manifesting. Like they think it's one certain right. thing. What do they think? They think it's like, like it's witchcraft. Like some crazy thing that you can do. And there's definitely like that side of it. But for me, and I think for you as well, because you just touched on this, it's just about believing that future you already has whatever current you wants or whatever current you is working toward. And like all you're doing in the time between not having it and having it is like working your ass off to get it. And once you start acting that way, you're going to get those things. Like, like you're saying, you always knew your face was going to be on a billboard. That wasn't even a question for you so it's just about okay let's now current me is gonna work for that and we're gonna get it and exactly. it's gonna happen I think for me that's how I really manifest I'm always like I treat my life like future me already has those things like now let's go out and do them. I you you literally write your own plot. Like you exactly. are the main character. You're the writer, producer, director, and star of your life. Yeah. And I think that you know even I found and I have this like notebook where I write it down and I really go like I will have this. Like yeah. I, I will do this. Like it's happening. I know some people write it in a tense where it's like it's already happened. Whatever it works for you. But I was just kind of flipping through and I found in April of 2020, I hadn't even quit my job yet to do this full time. And I saw a confidence comedy show. Like at that time, I really hadn't even made a mark, hadn't had the card yeah. game, didn't do the live dating show, nothing. But I just knew that that was something I wanted eventually. And I've done that. Exactly. And so it's it's really about like having the courage to ask yourself, what do you want? Yeah. I don't think a lot of people do that they no. because they think of all the limitations, right? They yeah. think of like, well, I can't have that because I live in New York, so I couldn't yeah. possibly live in London. And then da, da, da. just what do you want? Yeah. If, if I could be a magic motherfucking genie and grant you a wish, like, what, what would you, you want? want? And having the courage to say it out loud and write it down. And like, I know I will be at the Met Gala and I know I will win an Oscar. And honestly, at this point, I will be on the cover of Vogue. Like I've been yeah. saying this for years and it's going to happen. Exactly. And I love it when people are like, huh, who does she think she is? Because I'm like, I hate that. But I'm just like, but I'm like, okay, no, yeah. like that's okay. Like I cannot wait to prove you wrong. Yeah. And that kind of like negative response fuels my motivation and my work ethic to make it happen. I felt the same way my entire life. Every single time people are like, hot, that's so funny. I'm like, no, it'll be really funny when it happens. And then you're like sitting there watching my acceptance speech. Like that is what's going to be funny. This is just you being silly, right? Well, now. I think it's also because people are insecure and they, they, and it's an interesting thing that I'm sure you've seen come up where it's like, they build people up and then the second they've reached a level of success. And I mean, when I say people, I mean specifically women, when they reach this level of success, suddenly they're not relatable anymore. Suddenly like we hate you. Like you're, you know, yeah. you're buying things that we can't afford or you're, you're going on trips that we can't go on. And it's a difficult thing because yeah. it's like, realistically, like we want to support the women that are, yeah. that are crushing it and, and fulfilling their goals. But honestly, the responses that I've gotten to everything um, with this launch has really been amazing. Like girl yeah. boss town who we know and love, love. she sent me like the most beautiful voice note being like, I'm just so proud of you. Like I got very emotional watching this video because I think when people see me do the things that I say I'm going to do, it inspires them to be able to do it themselves yeah. as well. Like 100%. that's the whole brand. It's like, if I can do it, so fucking can you a hundred percent, probably even do it better. Exactly. But it's about having the courage to say it out loud. Yeah. On my way here, I was thinking about relatability on the train and I was thinking about how no, it's always women telling other women you're not relatable anymore. Can you, I've never heard 
anyone say it about a man? I've oh, never. Noah I've Beck, never, not relatable. I've never. It's no. It, I was literally laughing to myself, like literally, like chuckling. Like this is just so crazy because I get that sometimes. Like you used to be so relatable, and now you're not. I've never been really, I don't believe in relatability. I believe that certain things can be relatable. Like you could say something that I relate to in this moment, but you and I have had different lives. Every single person walking the earth is a different life. My lived experience and your lived experience are never going to be relatable to one another. So I always look at it as like, when people say that, I'm like, what do you mean by that? But I also think there's this interesting thing on the internet where like no one can have a unique experience anymore. Like they're like, mm -hmm. well, I went here and I yeah. didn't like that or like, you know, and I'm like, but why? Why do we all have to feel the same way about everything? Like I feel like it's a tricky, it's a it's a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope for sure. So I want to talk about doing it for the plot. And yeah. I'm sure everybody on every podcast asks you like how you came up with the slogan. That's not what I want to know. Okay. I want to know like the plottiest things that you have done. Like when you're thinking about like I'm doing it for the plot, like in what moments of your life have you been like, holy fuck, I just did it for the plot, like at to another level? Oh, my God. I mean, how much time do you have? Losers. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> OK, that's a great question. I mean, I've been writing everything down in a journal since my first kiss. I love it. Great. OK, so I've been it. keeping track of everything. I think doing it for the plot like. I, you know, I went out one night to Acme and I knew that I would, I just got my IUD out and she said, you're probably going to bleed. And I was like, for sure, didn't put on underwear. Yeah. And I went out, I had a great night. And then I saw this guy, he asked me for my number. Then I kept dancing, literally just vibing. And then the lights turn on, I guess at 4am, we all get shuffled upstairs. Acme is a club in New York City. Yeah. And I see the guy. And like, he was this like hot British guy, short king, love. Love a short And he was kind of like looking at me like he was Edward Cullen and I was Bella, like yeah. that, like creepy, like sexy yeah, vibe. Like, ooh. And he came up to me and he whispered in my ear, he like looked at me like, I don't know, it was very odd. And he was like, looks like the red wave happened after all. And I looked down and my entire, my entire thighs were covered in blood. Like, I don't think you understand. <laughs> Like I put this on like, TikTok it and it like, literally had like, like 15 million views. Like yeah. it was just like, and so that is plotty because That's this plotty. is why. Did I set out to do that? No, obviously. But like, it's not just about doing it for the story. It's about that moment could have been one of the most mortifying moments of my life, but I chose to take a million pictures of it, put it on TikTok, tell all my friends because I just thought it was so fucking hilarious. That guy ended up asking me out. Yeah. It went absolutely nowhere, but um. You know, if it ever does, then our nursery will be sponsored by Tampax. Tampax, if we ever, exactly. like, You know, have a kid. But I feel like it's about the POV that, like, that you could either – it's embarrassing. being embarrassed is a choice. And, like, yeah. that moment was, like, pretty fucking embarrassing. Yeah. Like, it was, like, my entire legs, like, Holy covered shit. in blood. Like, I'm at like, the club. This. No I'm one told me. Like, no one told me. Nobody told me. And you. it's, like, I could have seen that moment as, like, oh, my God, FML. But I just was, like, yeah, thank you so much. Like, you're – thank you so much for letting me know. Like, when are you free for dinner? Yeah. You know, and not caring. Also, it was a little plotty for me to, like, go out without underwear on when oh, I knew I was going to have, plotty. like, blood, yeah. like, shoot down my legs. It's very Smith plotty. Jones of you. Another thing that I – extremely – and we can talk about that because I'm re-watching Sex and the City for the 400th so time. And it's weird because I started watching Sex and the City when I was in high school. Yeah. And I actually wonder – and I SFK was born in call like, first year of college. So yeah. I, I really – when I watch that show, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, she is SFK. Like, she yeah. is my mother. No, and I wonder how much her character really influenced the character that I wrote for myself. Yeah. 
Wow, that's wow, that's like so interesting. Because I was gonna ask you about the Sam Jones of it all. Because I, when I watch it, I think she is you. Like I think that it is like inextricable, like intertwined. I'm sure, like when you were watching it during those formative years, you were like, "That's the star of the show." But the reason that I love that about you is that today people watch it and say. Sam was the real star of the show. Sam was the only one that actually like had her shit together and like knew who she was and what she wanted. But back then it was like, Sam is a dirty whore. Mm -hmm. And I just think that that's so interesting that you were able to be like, no, I'm always going to advocate for myself and I'm going to choose for me. And I'm going to be a woman that other women are going to look up to. And I'm going to be fierce in like my sexuality and, and I'm going to be sexy and fun and smart and all these things all at once. I think that's like a testament to who you are today that back then when you were like 16 years old, you were able to like pick that out about her. But like, yeah, but not with that much. It's amazing that you say that. But I wasn't that even that aware that I yeah, was like, I knew I was doing. really drawn to the character. I made a Twitter in high school called Sam Jones Daughter. And I yeah. was like, and I was anonymous. So I was trying to be like Gossip Girl. Uh, <laughs> another show that there's so many, so much synergy in my life too. But yeah. I literally would like tweet like really overtly sexual thoughts. And yeah. I remember telling my friends like, you should follow this account. And they're like, dude, this is literally you. Oh, well. Yeah, we know too. But I think that we, the United States is very puritanical and like, it's like, we really like shame people when they talk about sex, especially women and being like sexually active and sexually empowered. And I always thought that that was odd because I grew up, my parents are both from Europe. So it's like, yeah. or my mom's from Argentina, but like there's a lot of European influence and, and, and I feel like there was no shame around sex in my, in my household growing up. So I loved her character and, and she really like influenced me more than I even realized. Cause when I watch that show, I'm like, that's me. Like, that's it's, my mom. Like that is my mother. Yeah. You know? No, it's you. It's so, I forget what, I watched the episode last night where she's looking for apartments, but she's like fucking the guy who like is the landlord or like realtor or yeah. whatever. See, that's so for the plot. Like and that yes, is the plot thing ever. It's so plotty. He takes her to look at an apartment at like one o'clock in the morning when she's already been out in the sexiest dress ever and she's already been drinking and she like goes because she knows it's like not actually to look at an apartment but the apartment's perfect and then they like have sex in the apartment. I'm like, that is so Serena. It's so, like, so Serena. Light. I haven't done that yet, but, but don't like, put a basket. Right. But even like, like when I went to, I did this whole thing on TikTok where I went to go to Miami on a first date yeah. and like it was like oh, in real that. time, like yeah. reality show producing and it was so fun. And I think the thing with that, like that was the very plotty because it was like, if it works out great, if it's not, it's for the plot. And exactly. I think that's the mentality. Yeah. And I asked this guy that I've been seeing, like, I was like, what's your plottiest story? And he was like, yeah. oh, I flew to Europe to like meet a girl that I had just like met and like it didn't end up working out, but yeah. like what a great story again. Yeah. That's it. So it's about having the courage to just like fucking take some risks yeah. and have fun. And like, if not, like it's just for your yeah. memoir. Yeah. I love it. If you could spend a day with Sam, would you do it? Like, would you want to hang out with her? Do you think that you guys would like... Sam or Kim Cattrall because like I haven't met her yet and like I'm dying to. Maybe both. But maybe both. Well, Sam, I mean like she's my mom. Like it would be really incredible and amazing if I could really be with that character. I've told Candace Bush now, like I've met her obviously yeah. multiple times like through just being in New York and like she follows me and I literally I'm like like – I'm I'm this character, no, like for sure. Are. And she literally was like, No, like you are. And that to me was like okay, That was like it. I can yeah, die happy. Like, now. I'm gonna die happy. The fucking now. creator of this character told me I am the character. I've, like I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm like at, goodbye. I met Candace for the first time the other night. You were at that event for like two seconds. We saw each other yeah, 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 in passing. Yeah. She's just like, I was literally just like, I cannot believe I'm meeting her. And I know a lot of people are like not that geeked by authors or like creatives in that way, but for I me, mean, it's like that's the She's the one. She's the like, one. She had an amazing one-woman show. If she brings really? it back, you should go. I think it's interesting, you know, in terms of sex in the city, like how – because I know obviously like you write about dating and and 
just how timeless. There's obviously a lot of that show that is not timeless, yes. but there's a lot of timeless conversation in that show that I'm kind of wowed by. Like yeah. I thought if we talk about relatability, like the things that are were discussed in that show pre-social media, like is in pre-phones, really cell phones. Like I'm just like, wow, it's it there's a lot there to yeah. unpack. And I see it on TikTok, people like analyzing like yeah. anxious attachment with like Harry and yeah. Big. And like I find that very fascinating. No, so do I. And I was talking to my mom about it actually yesterday. I was like laughing with her on the phone. I was like, it's crazy to me that in Sex in the City, like basically every episode goes like this. The four of them walk around New York and they talk to and meet pretty much every single person they come in contact with. Right. And they then hit on those people and then they sleep with some of them. And that's like basically what happens yeah. in each episode. And I was like, it's crazy to me because now with social media and phones, like that is not the same energy that is happening. And mm -hmm. I was like, was that actually what it was like? And my mom said when she met my dad, like that was how the bar scene was. And like, that's just what you did. You walked around and talked to people and hit on them. And like, that's how- What else, how were. else do you meet people? Yeah, how else do you meet people? And I was thinking to myself also, like it must've been really liberating for women to watch the show as like, one of the first of its kind yeah. to just be like, we can be single, we can talk about sex, we can have casual sex, like, why not? A hundred percent. And also the women in the show are older. Like yeah. they really are. And I think like, I just see now a lot of women that reach out to me and I'm sure you get the same of like, maybe not ha having lost their virginity yet or never having yeah. been in a relationship or feeling really like shitty about being single. And I'm just like, you have so much time. Like yeah. I really, like I'm 29. Like I know I did my twenties, right? Like I was yeah. really fucking single. Like not the entire time, but like for, for a lot of it. And for me, like that is great because I have all these stories and I've learned so much about myself. Yeah. And it's really about seeing your life as – you have to trust the timing of your life. Yeah. And you have to trust that like things are supposed to happen the way they're supposed to. Yeah. And um, and I don't know. I, I really love that show. Yeah, I love it too. And I can't believe Smith is coming for just like oh, that. What? I know. Okay, Freaking. apparently it's the phone call. Have you like heard the whole no. thing? Okay, apparently it's just a phone call. Okay. That they're going to have. Okay. But I think it opens a door. Maybe I think it was like, really wise of her to do that. I agree. You know that that check was like. The yeah, best. but it's also just like for her too, like the relevance. I mean, like I, she's she's the star of the show. She's the star of the show. She's the icon of the show. She said something the other day in an interview. I don't know if you saw it, but it kind of reminded me of you also. Kim did. She was like, I don't go anywhere or do anything, not even for like 10 minutes if I'm not having a good time. I think that's honestly so wise. And I, I read that quote like I think like two years ago. And I remember like I would find myself at parties like with guys that I just like, ugh, yeah. like just like not respectful or not nice or just like not having a good time. And I was just like, nobody's like, I can leave. Yeah, I can walk away. Like, there's right no now. obligation for me to be here right yeah. now. And I think that I've started to implement that in my life as well. It's so freeing when you remind yourself like, oh, I'm autonomous in the situation. Like I can just. And also no one cares. No one gives a No fuck. one cares if you leave a party early. No one cares if you don't go to an event. Like, you know, shit happens. Like people are no really are focused on themselves, you know? I agree. So speaking of, like, you did your 20s right, you had, like, crazy party times and good vibes. You just had this, like, amazing moment with your egg retrieval and freezing your eggs. And I just thought it was, like, I don't know. I watched that, and I was, like, damn, I've never seen somebody just be, like, this is what we're going to do. And, like, I'm going to take you through the process, like, on the internet. What was that like? And did you have the initial foresight to be, like, I'm going to share this online and it's going to go absolutely fucking viral? Or were you, like... I think I might share this. I might not. Like, how did that go for you? And how was the experience? Like, how did it feel? Um, it's a two-week experience. Okay. It's two yeah. weeks long. It's, long. Uh, it's not long at all. It's long for me. It's I, not I long at all. I would literally be like, I would be like. If the SATs were worse. Like the, okay. So I'm like, I'm going to do it. The shots, like the needle is as thin as a strand of hair. And the retrieval is 
legit like like a half an hour and you're like out with anesthesia like they were like where do you want to go on vacation I was like Bora Bora and I was awake yeah I think it is extremely stigmatized like I think that egg freezing is a woman taking control of her autonomy and her body and like not you know and pushing against the patriarchy and I think that that is fucking scary and I think that that is why it is branded at this like really arduous like intensive process I think the only thing that is the biggest con about it is that it's just very expensive yeah but the pro and a lot of people don't know this is that many 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 companies will cover with insurance damn like many many like a lot yeah and uh but the information isn't as accessible right like you have to ask for it I think when it came to like sharing it wasn't even a question in my mind because it's like it felt again very on brand it's like I talk about sex I've partnered with plan b multiple times I've made content for them like I've always been very an advocate about women's health and and empowerment and like this to me just completely felt obvious right there like yeah I my mom had me when she was 35 I think like if she had had the opportunity to freeze her eggs, she would have. Yeah. I think she felt a pressure to like get it fucking going, yeah. you know? And my parents were just like, my dad was just starting his career. Like, was it the best actual timing if they could have like, you know, had a magic genie and be like, can we wait like another five years? Probably they would have waited. Yeah. So I just don't want to feel that pressure, like that pressure yeah. of like having to settle down and settle for a partner because I want to have a kid. Like yeah. that to me, like that's not, no. you know, lit. And honestly, ever since I did it, like, I'm not going to say I feel like a man because I don't know what that feels like. But I feel – I haven't – that anxiety about finding someone has dwindled quite a yeah, bit. you're just like, I'm feeling free. Yeah, because it's you just like – like, yes, I mean, I – the Insta- the comments on the TikToks and the Instagram, they love to say, like, well, it's not 100% effective. Like, of course, but nothing in life is. Yeah. But, like, if you're going to spend your money on something, like, to me, this is, this is what you do it on yeah. for sure. And, like, the sooner the better. Like, your eggs – you know, obviously get older over time. So I think like your your mid to late twenties is really the time to do it yeah. and get it done. Also like on a personal level, like I you obviously didn't know this, but like it really helped me because I found out that I have endometriosis, like deep endometriosis. So it's like behind instead of like on the sides, which is like really not good. And then potentially like we're still figuring out the PCOS of it all, but they think that too. It's just gonna be really hard and I'm probably gonna have to do it. Yeah. And probably like soon. Great. And Obviously, I, I was scared and, like, so upset when I found out because I've always wanted to be a mom and, like, finding and out both, can be. both of those things was so upsetting to me. But my mom did IVF for me and my brother, yeah. so, like, that's familiar to me. But then seeing somebody that's, like, in my age range who, like, I look up to, who I've, like, spoken to and, like, seen in real life do that and be like, this is how it went and, like, I'm going to also share it. It's so helpful. Like, I'm sure that you received a bajillion messages. I, it was just surprising to me how – I mean – the comments from men are hilarious. Like they're actually like angry, but it was so surprising to me how it's so stigmatized or it's so like, so the people were like, oh my God, I can't believe you're talking about this. I'm like, why? Like uh, to me, it's just like, it's a stage of life that many of us are going to reach and are going to make a decision. Do we want to be parents or not? Unfortunately, like this is information you need now, like yeah. the sooner the better. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I'm so glad that, that you listen and you really shouldn't be scared. Like your fear is, is really stemmed from society making it seem like this really long, intense, invasive process. It's really not. Yeah. 
Like it's really, it's really not. not. Yeah. Obviously, like people have different experiences, but it's two weeks of your life. Like, yeah. and any weight you gain is water weight. You lose it. And the 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 the, the shots, like I don't. There's something very empowering about it. Yeah. The whole thing is very like I'm taking control of my body and my future and my autonomy. Like, there's something about mixing the like fucking medications and doing it yourself. Like, but every person that was like around me in that process was so supportive. I remember I went to Miami for New Year's, and you can yeah. drink while you're doing it, not for IVF. But yes, for egg freezing, you can drink while you're on the hormones. And my best friend was like in the room and we were like looking at all the instructions. Like yeah. it was just like everyone was rallying around me. And like even yeah. the day that I did the surgery and after. Um, but it is emotional and it, it's it's crazy to think about your life in that way. Like to have to future yeah. plan, right? Like being yeah. like, like I remember like she was like my doctor who had, I did spring fertility and I highly recommend spring because okay. it's all women and it's just an amazing, they're so like hands-on, which is like good for this kind of process. Yeah. But she was like, so how many kids do you want? And I was like, cause like that kind of like how- Plays into how much, yeah. And I'm just like, and I started crying on the spot cause I'm just like, how many kids do I want? I'm like, when can I get a second date with a guy? You yeah, know like, saying? Yeah. like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, I don't even know what I'm having for dinner tonight. Yeah. Joan the Juice Shake, obviously. But yeah. like, it, like, just kidding, it's not a meal replacement, but you got it. But yeah. anyway, like I feel like it's just, it was- really being like, okay, let's really think. And I think people tend to want to avoid conversations like that because it scares them. That's why the yeah. same people don't get mammograms. Like my mom just had cancer. Like, thank God she had a fucking mammogram. Yeah. Like people don't go to the doctor. People OB don't. OBGYN. Like people don't, you know, check because they're afraid of the result. But the thing is everything in medicine, I love that I just said that. Like I'm a doctor. <laughs> a lot of things. A scientist. I literally, Dr. Kerrigan, a lot of things in medicine are, it's about pre prevention. Yeah. It's about early detection and prevention versus waiting and waiting, waiting, and then being like, I'm stage four cancer. Yeah. Then you're fucked. Then you're fucked. Or like, I, you know, have something, you know, in my ovaries and whatever. Like, I think it's about really like that information is really yeah. empowering and it yeah. needs to be accessible. No, I agree. Like, honestly, like while it was so upsetting to find out these things about myself, like low-key glad that I had the appendicitis because I had a lot of OBGYNs not like try to help me enough and like not order the MRIs and everything that I had to have done to like confirm what I have. And like, because it's deep endometriosis, it's not as presentable as like the endometriosis, whatever. And so I was like kind of grateful. Cause I'm like, okay. Kind took, of grateful. It took some like major event of my appendix bursting for them to be like, oh, she has this. And now I could actually plan your plan life. My life. Are you a big future planner? Or is that something that you're like not? Um, That's a good question. I think I'm very, very, I have a vision of what I want to accomplish. Yeah. I think that for me, and I think that you do this really well too. It was really important for me to build a brand. Yeah. Like not just be a creator, you know, yeah. like not just do branded content, but like to build a brand that people could recognize right yeah. away. And that took years to do. Right. But like the fucks and like the cards and they'll do over the plot and yeah. like just like really what is the SFK character? And I think yeah. if anyone is listening to this and wants to build a brand or, or be a creator, or create content, I think like you create this character, like even like the jar, like that was your thing that was very yeah. recognizable people. Like so it's like really about creating that. And I find that really fascinating. And so it's like how do these next things in my life fit within this character, or within this brand? Like and I'm not going to lie to you. Sometimes it's fucking paralyzing because yeah. realistically, now that I've created this really strong brand, I could do anything. Like I could do a podcast. I could write a yeah. book. I could like do a TV show. I could. So sometimes 
I get very paralyzed. Yeah. And I don't do anything. And yeah. I, that's for real. I know it doesn't seem like I don't do anything, but I think sometimes I'm like, do I write another card game? Do I like do another live show? Do I like, yeah. do, do I start a whole new project? Do I, you know, create dildos? Like yeah. I, when you have a strong brand, where do you go next? Mm. So my career planning is about like, what are the things that I want to hit, but within no time frame. Okay. I think it's very important that you don't give yourself a time frame. I love that because you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, and I think that that is like the whole law of attraction. It's like I want something and then I let it go. You know, I wanted to be on Forbes 30 under 30 forever. And like honestly, like I'm probably not going to get it. And like it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like it's okay. Like it's yeah. really okay. It's okay. It's not a barometer of like my own success and what I've totally. accomplished. But like every year I was like I need to get it. And you know, this past year I was like, I, I, I simply am okay letting it I'm go, okay letting right? It go. And yeah. I'm so happy for everyone that gets it. I think it's yeah. fucking awesome. But like, it's not a, an indicator of my own success. And and I also really believe like, there's a reason I'm not getting it. Who knows yeah. why? But like, there's a reason it's not happening for me. It's not yeah. meant for me. It's not meant for And you. it's about really changing your, it's, I would say it's like a little kaleidoscope. Like you are holding a kaleidoscope and you're looking at a situation. And if you just turn it a little bit, you see a whole new image. And so that's really what I try to do in moments of rejection or when things don't work out. I love that. Is there is there like a big thing on one of these lists that you can share that's something you haven't wanted – that you haven't done yet but you know it's going to happen that you're going to do a project like a book or a podcast? Like is there something big that you're like this will happen? I'm reluctant to do a podcast. I really like – I I – you know, when I quit my job, like I was, I had like the whole deck ready. Like I was like, that's what I was going to do. But I think it's done so well yeah. by people like you. And it is, I feel like it's more of an oversaturated space now. It's very saturated. It's very saturated. And SFK doesn't, Serena maybe, but SFK likes to do her own thing, like in her yeah. own way. And so I really love live. Like I love interacting with people live. Like that's yeah. always kind of been my bread and butter. Like I'm not someone who sits at home being like, I'm going to make a TikTok today. I feel like you do that. Like you're oh, very yeah. prolific in that. And I am, I have to say like at some points I get envious because I'm just like, I wish I had that drive for creating videos in my room solo yeah. for the most part, but I don't have that knack. Yeah. I do it. But what really gets me revved up and fired up is live. Like being in front yeah. of my community doing yeah. shows, performing. Like, that's always like, my thing. I think it's like a personality thing too because extroverts like I think have a harder time. I agree. Like because for me, this is my fucking dream to like literally make my podcasts at home, make my TikToks at home, write by myself and no one talks to me. Like that's yep. my dream. Like I do yep. not, I'm very friendly and social, but I do not get energy from being around people at all. It drains me. Like after my launch party yesterday, I literally did nothing. I stared at a wall. Like, so I would have been like up Pilates, probably at another like, party, throwing in another thing. Yeah. A lot of no. Calling men, like what's next? Doing it for the plot. <laughs> like yeah. you would have been like, yeah, Eli's well, thinking that I'm just saying, calling men like Samantha, like, hey, you up? No, no, no. no she is no, Samantha. You would have been like running around the city no. doing your thing. And that yes, been you. there are moments where I'm alone at home and I'm like, like I'm crazy. I crazy. I need a plan. So that's very interesting because I feel like a lot of influencers, sometimes I meet them out or creators that I adore and I find that their personality sometimes feels a lot different yeah. in these rooms and spaces. Yeah. And I realize that it's because they feel safe when they're at home making their content. Yeah. I feel more safe when I'm in front of like yeah. fuck ton of people. I think you can also tell the introverts versus the extroverts because the introverts are all the shit posters. Like shit poster people online are introverts and then the people that do their one or two videos a day are the extroverts and that's always what it's going to be. It's true that's because I'm never, I'm not at home to do the posting, yeah, right? And I'm like, there. yeah. And I also like, 
Yeah, it's so interesting. I'm also extremely collaborative. Like I love having a team. I love talking to people. I'm like, and 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 really it being, uh, I think it's because I'm an only child, honestly. I spend yeah. too much time alone. Like I, I. You don't give only child though. That's really sweet. Like only children. Other people would argue against that. Wait, no, I think you don't give only child at all. But I, but I think it's because you're good at sharing, sharing everything, sharing your world, sharing your thoughts, sharing your opinions. Like a lot of times only children, I feel like sharing specifically, like in both like a child, like toys way, all the way up into adulthood is like not something that they're good at. I think that there's like either, an only child is either super fucking weird and like is not socially like there or is awesome. Is awesome. <laughs> like you, <laughs> like you. You can quote me on that. Yeah, I want to talk about the card games a little bit. Like that's where this all began. Correct me if I'm wrong. It was card games. Like before the card games, it was the live dating show. The live dating Let's show. Date. Okay. During the pandemic. And then it was card games and card games is what really do you think blew it up more? <sighs> yes and no. That dating show was like right was place, like, right time yeah. energy. I think it was like, I was the pandemic. No one was doing anything. Like, I think I really spoke to a specific group of people that were single and like didn't know how to date. And I really wanted like empower them to date on FaceTime yeah. and like to really try. And I think it just really popped off. It was just like, I think the right place, right time. A lot of like celebs and influencers watched it and it kind of grew from there. I think the card game was also just the right move. Like I wanted something like a great icebreaker that you could play and empower people. Yeah. I think more often than not, I'm just always like looking, how can I make my audience feel more empowered yeah. and like good about themselves? The card games are amazing. I'm so glad. When you write them, I'm so curious about this because I've never thought about writing a card game. When you write them, like, is there any like, like, I guess, how did you do it? Yeah. Like, I think about it. And like, when people give you testimonials, like it literally broke the bed. That's like not false. Like I have played these card games you with men some before. Bed. And it's Love. like, you have great sex. Like, yeah. It is like, so clearly there was intentionality behind it. So like, much. How did you write it? So a couple of things that were really important to me was that anyone could play the game. Yeah. Right. Like mm -hmm. it wouldn't just be like any, literally anyone could play the game, any sexuality, any gender, like that was really important. So that, that now adds a limitation to the questions. The second thing was none of them are actionable. Like it was really important that there's like safe consensual mm. activity. So it, there wasn't yeah. gonna be like suck on my toes right now. Yeah. Like it's all about like intimate and getting to know yourselves. And then it's really building, right? Like the basis. I think like the first game I wrote was easy. Like it was, I had just done, I'd just gone on 50, I dated 50 men in 2020 on that dating show. So yeah. I had so many questions that I had asked them. Yeah. Because we can't do the like, you know, name game yeah. and Jewish camp yeah, no, like no, saga, no. right? Like we have to like, it's, it's yeah. a TV show. Yeah. And then, um, and the base is it's first base, second base, third base, home run. So you really want it to feel like a nice movement in the story of two people. Like they're really getting to know each other, a little more. It's like, you know, and then that format was really easy to then create. Let's fucking fuck, which. Yeah. I mean, my a one. sex one, like easy. It's everyone's favorite one. Yeah. And then play was really interesting because I wanted to do something about self-love. Yeah. And I wanted to call it Let's Fucking Grow. And my team was just like, so you're going to be like a plant, like in, dressed in foliage, like you're a tree, like growing. Yeah. Like what is the, you know, the concept? And, and then we tossed around the idea of play, like you're playing with yourself. Mm -hmm. And so the whole concept of that game is like masturbation. And also theoretically that whole game you could play alone if you wanted to. Yeah. I played that one with friends. And right. Exactly. Um, so I think like it's, and none of the questions repeat. So that's why I haven't written another yeah. card game because I felt like it's like you, it's magic what I have so far, so but who knows?
They're so good. They're so I'm so glad that you like them. I think they're also just very SFK. It's the brand. It's cheeky. Like it's like. So SFK. They're so SFK. And that's so fun. Yeah, no, it's so fun. Writing for a character. Do you play them with guys ever? Like is that something that you do? You know, I have. But like I have to say, I actually can tell if a guy that I'm dating is adamantly against playing, it's a red flag for me. Oh, yeah. Which I know seems obvious, but, like, I don't pull it out often. But, like, I'm, like, you know, like, why? Like, why wouldn't you want to play this with me? You know what I mean? And girls say they're, like, oh, my God, like, I wanted to play, but I don't know how to bring it up. I'm, like, if someone doesn't want to play a game with you about getting to know you more intimately, like, that is a major red flag. Yeah. Um, so, but no, I, 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 I do every once in a while, but I, I'll bring it out. Like if we're really like getting serious, you know, versus yeah. playing it on the second day. I mean, like, yes, my name, my, my face is on the box. Yeah. You know? Like let's play this game. Like, <laughs> I'm curious, like you talk so much about confidence and love and dating and it's so also empowering. Can you speak to like heartbreak a little bit and, and going through that? And like, have you ever been kind of like really like in the trenches of one of those moments being like, I don't know how I'm fucking going to get out of it. Cause I feel like a lot of people look at you and they're like, that's a woman who like has never felt that way before. Oh, that's interesting. Cause when I ever see you, I'm like, damn, like people say I'm confident. Like this is like so fucking inspiring. Like you are like a rocket. Like you're just confident and you know, you're so self-aware, you know who you are. Like I feel like people sometimes forget that like even their faves have had their hearts like smash into a million pieces. Like what was that like for you? And like what advice do you have also? It's interesting that you bring this up and it's really sweet of you to say, because I find that if I, if for me, that's telling me like, oh, I'm sometimes maybe don't share more vulnerable moments of those heartbreaks or rejections or those times I'm feeling low because I have this I do this dance where I'm like do I be vulnerable online and share this or am I supposed to be this kind of like superhero like role model and if I if I'm like feeling down about being single then like uh, like then how is how are you gonna feel you know what I'm saying so that's why I typically don't do that I want to be the like fuck it like don't worry right but Eli yeah. <laughs> Have I been heartbroken? Like beyond. Like I think my first love in college, like he I remember the feeling when he dumped me. Oh, it was so bad. We were at a wedding. We were at his oh. brother's wedding. And he like dumped me at the wedding. What, what the fuck timing is that? It was crazy. But it was like after the wedding, we all went to a bar and like I felt very like ex- like he had his back to me. Like he didn't want me there. And yeah. I perceptive enough to know what's up yeah and I said I'm gonna go home and when he we walked outside he's like yeah this is over <gasps> and we dated for like this is my first love we dated for over a year oh and my a half God, that actually just broke my heart and then bit. in the morning when I woke up Sick. he instagrammed a photo by the way this is in 2016 like now I think it's so plotty but like he instagrammed a photo that said best night of my life and like I wasn't in it oh my god that and then so ignored all my calls and I remember that morning when I woke up it's like that bad dream you wake up in your life and I, I felt horrible. like I was dr- drowning is what I feel and I remember I wrote him a letter begging for him back. I sent it to my best friend and she was like, let's wait on this. She's like, do you really want to get back together with this person? Forget the breakup at the wedding. Like that's irrelevant. But there was problems in the relationship. And she's like, is this really what you want? And I never sent the letter. And three months later, he finally reached out. Always. From the wedding. But like literally we didn't speak from the wedding to three months. Like it was crazy. What's good? And then of course they like, they always come back. Like I love you still, whatever. And whatever. But- I think like every, you know, even recently I, I've had experience with a tried and true narcissist, which was one of the scarier, emotionally yeah. scary moments that I've been in. Like yeah. it was really scary because 
it was very manipulative and very love bomby. But I think that when people think of love bombing, they think of the guys being like, I'm gonna spend my whole life with you. I love you. Yeah. Like I'm gonna have kids with you. Like, no, no, no. Yeah. It's way more subtle than that yeah. sometimes. Like yeah. it's like very fucking subtle. Yeah. And um, you know, like, oh, like, like, how do you feel about Paris? Like, should we go one day? Like yeah. that to me doesn't feel like that's like a really sweet yeah. thing to say. But I had an experience in that sense. And I'll share a little bit because yeah. it's potty and tea. And I don't give yeah. a fuck about this guy anymore. But basically, he <laughs> we're dating, this is recent too. We were dating for a month at this point and talking every day on the phone. And then, you know, but he was sketchy. Like there was holes in his story and his schedule and like whatever. And a month into dating, he's like, Who's Lily Newmeyer? And I'm like, That's my mom. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, well, every time you call me, her name comes up. And I'm like, you still haven't saved my number? You know what I'm saying? Like, oh. but like he wanted me to like he know. He wanted you to know that he didn't save the number. Yeah. yeah. But Ew. like, just like really fat, like small, like small hits like that, that were just like, huh, which I didn't think about. But then, and then to give you some other context, like he was like, he would say, I ended this relationship and I was really proud of myself because I think yeah. that like sometimes we put up with bad behavior because we're like, whatever, like for the plot or like yeah. the sex is great or like maybe he'll come around. Like this time I was like, this isn't working for me. He literally was like, hey, he called me on a Monday. And he was like, I can only hang out from 10 to 1130 on Thursday. And I was like, 10 a.m. to 1130. Oh my God. No, I was like, okay, what the breakfast date? But I was just like, bullshit like That's bull fucking true. shit he's like I'm just so busy I'm like doing what you're a fitness instructor doing what doing what? I see your schedule post online yeah thanks I can see where you're at like and I was just and he goes I think that my I, you obviously get really anxious about my schedule like putting it on me and I'm like I don't get anxious about your schedule your schedule is full of shit and like yeah. there's no fucking way that you are busy every single day this no. week like I'm I know I'm busier than you no. like I have a fucking billboard in Soho yeah. I'm busier than I'm you busier honey. Than you. but regardless I think there was a lot of like small hits, right? That weren't like, you know, individually not horrible. I mean, not saving my m number after oh, a month and making it known that you didn't is, is, is nasty. That's not it, yeah. That's not a guy that wants to date you no, at all. No, no, that's no. very, him very clearly showing you like, yeah, no. you're on the roster. Yeah. But I think like, you know, when I started, I didn't start it, I, didn't, I wasn't feeling good. And I, I talk about this a lot online, but it's like, it has to, it should feel great in the it beginning. It should feel great. It actually should. Like, it's not just like the movie. If you're feeling any type of way, and I remember he said to me, like, you know, a couple dates in, which is crazy, but he was very manipulative. He was like, you get really, like, tensed up when you see me. Like, you need to bring your wall down. Your wall is too – like, you're too busy being this persona. Like, like you you need to let it down. And and I realized it was, like, my body was reacting. I'm not yeah. that, like, that way with you or no. Brandon on my team. No. Like, I'm not that like that with other people. No. Like, that tensing up and that feeling, it's like yeah. my body knew there was, like, some kind something of danger wrong. or something yeah. wrong, right? And, like – I even remember when we had sex. Fuck it, I don't care. When we had sex, like, I couldn't come. And, like, I can come. Like, I've been humping things since I was, like, I, before I could walk. Like, yeah. I can, I, I know my body. Like, I know <laughs> what to do. She's with what's going on. I'm Samantha Jones' daughter, okay? Yeah, I know like, what the fuck. <laughs> and I could not have an orgasm with him. And oh, I thought yeah, that was really odd. But I think my body could not relax with yeah, him. Yeah, not get comfortable, not relax. And he was like, what's wrong? Like, what's, like, like, are you going to come? Like, he was pressuring me to, it was really, don't worry, I wrote it all down and yeah. it will be in my memoir. It's yeah. so good. But I think I ignored that feeling a lot because I was like, maybe something is wrong with me. Maybe I do have a wall up. Like, you have a wall up for a fucking reason, yeah. you know? And nothing is wrong with you. But like, if you're feeling any type of like, anxiety or bad energy, like, I really think you need to contemplate that because someone 
responded to me on TikTok being like, well, I just have anxious attachment. But I'm like, but I think that your partner that you're truly supposed to be with is going to help you work through that anxious yeah. attachment. Like they're going to make you feel so secure yeah. that you won't actually feel as anxious as you normally would. And they're going to make you feel comfortable enough that you feel ready to tell them I have anxious attachment. Precisely. So like a lot of people, I was going to say the same thing. Whenever I say nobody is too busy to send you a text that says, Oh my God. Yeah. Wait, you should see the shit that I get when I say this. I, no one is too busy to send you a text that say, Hey, I have a super busy week, but I'm thinking about you. I would love to take you to dinner Saturday at 7 PM. Are you free? I will make a reservation. That is, me saying that took 10 seconds. It takes less time to type it. Yeah. People will come at me being like, well, some people. No, 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 no. You're wrong. on your phone all fucking wrong. This Nobody was when, busy. this was when I ended it. It was, it was, it was that conversation of the 10 to 11, 30. Like, I am. No, I am. Was after he didn't text me the entire weekend and we had been dating actively. Calling, and I said, bullshit. No, not the yeah, entire no. fucking weekend. You did not have a moment to, to yeah. talk to me. And I just said, I, and I texted him after the phone call because I was like, I, I'm busy. And yeah. I texted him after saying like, I, I gave it some thought and this isn't working for me anymore. Like, no. I wish you the best. Yeah. I'm like, goodbye, done, good riddance. Good and I'm riddance. so glad because like the next day I met someone else who yeah. I've been seeing and it's just like, it's been lovely. So it's, it's just like, nice. you can't, like you have to, you have to, I've always been on the t camp of, I would prefer to be single than in a shitty oh, manipulative relationship period. or situationship. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And I can't with the comments, people, I think it's people that are going through that right now. Yeah, no, they're just justified. And by the way, yeah. I've been, there, I've been too. there too. I've been there too. But also like something else that I've learned too is who they are on that first and second date and what they show you is very indicative of who they're going to be. Yeah. In the sense of like, there were a lot of red flags on that first date. Like yeah. he really try, was trying to peer pressure to come home with me on the first date. Like I walked into the 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 bar. Oh my god, people are gonna be like, "Why did you fucking date him?" Because honestly, like I was they just know, like, but also I, I understand because I was like, just trying to like put myself out there, and also, he was manipulative. He was good at what he did. But when you're in it, sometimes you can't see it until you're take a step back and maybe that weekend of him not texting you was the step back for you to be like holy oh, yeah. fuck and I was just like you're out of your fucking mind yeah. I'm like you're full shit Goodbye. but in that first day like he was very suave and quirky and weird and different and I remember when I walked into the bar though I was looking for him and he was taking two shots of tequila alone before I even got there. Wow. And I just thought that it was such a funny, weird image and then yeah. honestly fit the whole fucking profile it was just like chaotic, manipulative, narcissistic energy Oh my fucking God. Well, I'm glad you're not in that anymore. I really am too. Because that sounds like a lot. I'm curious though, like this whole time we've obviously been kind of like talking about confidence without like going there. And I get this question all the time and I haven't really like nailed down my thoughts. Like people will say like, I'm in like a confidence like rut right now. Like, okay. I am struggling so bad to feel confident and like to feel like I'm the shit. And like, I just don't know like, where do I get it from? Whenever you, if you ever have a day where you're like, damn, today's just like not really feeling like my confidence day. Like I'm not like in my moment right now. What do you do to switch that up? <sighs> Okay, I think um, I give myself the day to like spiral and like feel shitty, but the next day is like we're going. I think something that things that I really implemented are vocabulary and language. Like I do not speak badly about myself. Mm. I'm allowed to say I'm not feeling confident, but it's not, I'm not successful. I'm ugly. I like, 
no one's going to date me because those words significantly have so much meaning. Like they literally have weight. Words carry weight. Whoever said six and stones may break my bones, but words don't ever hurt me. Yeah. Was a liar. They fucking lied. Liar. (laughs) They lied. Like think about they're really nasty words that we don't even say. And like, and, and regardless, like if you, when you say something about yourself, you are giving it meaning. That's why like my biggest pet peeve is when people come on a zoom and they go, I'm sorry, I look like shit. It's like, first of all, I didn't think you looked like shit. And now I, it, it just, I, I hate it because yeah. it's like, well, now you look like shit. Self-deprecating, but if, yeah. But you don't have to, you don't have to do that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, it's really like, it's like, oh, I'm not feeling my best today. No problem because feelings are temporary and they go away. Mm-hmm. So that is number rule number one, like is, is really just changing. And I, it really makes a difference changing the way you're speaking about yourself. And then step number two is I really like, I got, I'm not going to lie to you. Like I get in front of the mirror and I, it's like, I just do because yeah. The same way like you call your mom or your best friend or your significant other to help validate you or feel better or get you out of the spiral, the only person that actually can really get you there is yourself. Yeah. And so when I'm having a bad day or if I'm not like feeling good about myself or let's say let's do – okay, like I didn't make Forbes starting under 30. Perfect example. Yeah. I went up in front of my mirror and I go, there's always next year. Yeah. But also – Maybe it's just not for you. Maybe you're not getting four upstairs in your three because you're going to get an Oscar. Yeah. Maybe that's why. Like, you're, maybe that's not, this is not the right path for you. Like, yeah. you're not really supposed to be in this and being recognized for this. Maybe it's something else. And we're going to find out. But like, yeah. because that's what I would say to my best friend. Exactly. And I think that that is what you need to start doing. And then people always ask me, well, what do you say in the mirror? I'm like, if your friend walked into a room and said, I got ghosted, I'm so upset. What would you say? You wouldn't say like, you got ghosted because you're going to be single for the rest of your life because you're yeah. a piece of shit. No, you'd be like, fuck that guy or girl or whomever and be like, they weren't meant for you and rejection is redirection and let's go out tonight and you look beautiful and let's have fun. That is a verbatim. Like those words actually do come out of my mouth. Eye contact in the mirror. That's what you have to do. I love that. I love it. Because you're really, you're looking into yourself. And I think that someone asked me this on my stories yesterday, like I keep doing that, but I don't believe it. And I think that's why it's really important to get in front of a mirror because you're seeing another person, right? So you're almost disassociating from yourself versus if I was just staring at this wall and I was like, you're amazing, you're beautiful. Like who am I, what is, who is that to? So if you're saying it to this reflection, then suddenly it's like someone else. And then you start to believe yeah, it. Yeah, someone said that to me recently about anxiety. They were like, if you personify, someone told me that her therapist said, if you personify your anxiety, it makes it a lot easier to be like, bye-bye. Like, if you imagine it as a person, like, give it an image, give it a name, and then your anxiety starts talking at you, and you're like, you're silly. Like, I know you. Like, go away. A hundred percent. It's, it's so really the same thing. So it's yeah. about mirror talk, really getting in front of there, and it's... It, it, I don't, the whole thing, it feels weird. Like cry me a fucking river. Like for your, freezing your eggs, doing those shots feel weird. Like yeah. you can like do it. Like you can talk You're to yourself good. in the mirror and you have to. Yeah. So the one constant in your life is yourself. It's the one most, single most important relationship you'll ever have is you. Yeah. So if you can't be your own best advocate, then no one else will. Yeah. You set the standard. Like this is, this is who you are. Yeah. So you have to become your own best friend. I love it. So I have two like kind of fun things to leave us off on. The first one, the second one's a little game. The first one is I want to know like what are the three must-haves for the Serena fucking Kerrigan hot girl summer? Like when you're thinking about- You mean pot girl summer. Hot girl summer. Sorry. When you're thinking about your summer, what are your three must-haves? Like what do you need to have in order for this to be successful? My Joe and the Juice shake for the plot shake. It's really fucking good. It's really (laughs) really fucking fucking good. good. And also it just further reminds you of the message. Yeah. Um, What else do I need to have? I need to have time away from the city. Mm. Like um, the concrete gets real hot in July and it's August. Hot and, and I really do love nature, even though I'm a born and raised Manhattan girly. Like I think 
I like being around trees and like being on the ocean. I think it's important yeah. to like reset and like step away. Um, and I also think there's something very freeing and liberating and like giving yourself this time to like do it for the plot and like say yes to a date that maybe you wouldn't normally go on or like do a share house with someone yeah. that you like this summer I'm doing a share house with people I've, I don't, I'm not really friends with because like fun. I think it's like plotty and Why fun not? and like this is the time to do it. Yeah. Right? Did you actually mean like physical products or did you mean like I, I kind of like the the direction you're taking it in. Okay, I kind of cool. meant anything. Like I got asked this question recently, like, what is your starter pack? And I gave them like concepts and they were like, We meant products. Okay, sorry. Like, oh. uh, exactly. I was like, um, sorry, that's just where my brain went. My card games, obviously. Yeah. The shake, your book. When is it coming out? It's coming out in December. So we're gonna have it for Never mind. Girl summer. <laughs> Pre-order her book. Yeah. Um and a great I'm really loving dad sneakers. Yeah, no, I love your outfit today. Thank you. It's really good. Um just whatever makes you feel confident and a great mirror. Get yourself a mirror so you can talk to yourself in the mirror. No, seriously, I That's just, I've thought. invested in my first like good mirror ever, which is like really a special moment. Like I'm moving into like my first, I feel like big girl big apartment. apartment. Hey. And I got a mirror and I like, I'm obsessed with it. Cause good. I just like, like having it. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel like I get ready. And it's I'm, your like, bestie. Looking. Like it's awesome. It's your bestie. It's awesome. Okay. So how much do you know about Oh, and a G7X. Oh, a G7X. Canon G7X. Guys, Period. the photos on that. It's so like, I lost yeah. the other day on my book launch. The day the pre-order came out, I had it. I was drinking with my parents and we were going to lunch. So I'd had breakfast, hours have gone by. I haven't eaten lunch yet. We drink before lunch. Obsessed. Left it in the Uber. Called the Uber. He goes, it's not here. I'm like, someone took it. Someone fucking found the camera and took it. I mean, I would have. for them. I ordered another one. Okay. It's like you're, you, this is it's like, coming. it was a giveaway. Exactly. Like a free giveaway. It was a free giveaway. With five photos on it because I have the thing where you can like plug it right into your phone. So the five photos were like me and my parents. Someone, like, someone has that. Um, how much do you know about astrology? A lot. Pretty good. Okay. So I want to play a game where I'm going to say like, what was the sign of the person who was X? Like broke your heart, best fuck, like oh, all easy. things. Okay. So let's do oh, first. Fun. Great what? game. Great game. Yeah. It's a fun game. It's a fun game. So give me the sign of the person that you had like the best first date with. It didn't need to have gone anywhere, but just like you had a really fucking good first date with the sign. Um, Aquarius. That makes so much sense. They're so chatty. Uh, what is the sign that you've had the worst first date with? Mm, Pisces. Makes sense to me. I don't like Pisces men. I don't know how you feel about them. I dated one. Yeah, so did I. It just wasn't wasn't for me. Yeah, um, same. What is the sign of the best sex that you've ever had? It's a split okay. between a Sagittarius so and an Aquarius. You like the Aquarians. What is that? What does that mean? They're just freaky. They're like, they're weird. They're quirky. They're Samantha Jones, babe. Yeah, they're chatty. Um, so chatty. And the thing about them that I like the best is that this kind of reminds me of you. I wonder if you have any Aquarius in your chart. They don't present as like genius level smart, but they're genius they're level smart. so fucking smart. Yeah. So yeah, I, Aquarius, yeah. But Sagittarius, like a fire sign. Like So mm, fun. So good. So fun. What about the worst sex? The worst sex? Oh God, I don't know. You know, Eli, let's be honest. The worst sex, I probably don't know their sign. Yeah, <laughs> like, so, like we had, so true. Like so we're true. Like I'm not like mm, sorry, but uh, yeah, I'm not sure. No, I'll tell. You, what's the next one? The next I'm, one was gonna be um, the heartbreak. The worst heartbreak. I had a, I've had a lot of issues with Aries men, which is ironic because I'm an Aries. Yeah. But there's three Aries men that like have done me fucking dirty. The one, the guy yeah, that that guy, that guy makes Aries, sense. obviously. Yeah. Oh, no. He, sorry. He was a Taurus. Oh, that kind of makes sense as, as well because they have big egos. And stubborn. Oh, God. Yeah, they're stubborn. But but two Aries men, like, there was a lot of sexual chemistry. Yeah. But, like, totally – you know what it was? 
it was burned really hot, like got really hot yeah. and then just like went out like yeah. a light, like so fast, right? Yeah. Like it was just too quick. If you could pick the sign of your next partner, sexual or like romantic, what would you pick? Um, I mean, everyone says like I'd be great with a Libra. I could see that. I we, think that's like the natural, charming. natural area. But I like the, the, I, I like an Aquarius. I think an Aquarius would be good because do you like your man to be someone who like likes to be the center of attention, kind of? Because I see with Libra men all the time, they like to be the ones that come into the room and like they're bringing the party together. And I'm like, I feel like that's you. It's literally me. You're okay, the so star. fuck a Libra. I, I'm done for an yeah. Aquarius. Yeah, I feel like an Aquarius could be fun. Some really great crazy sex, like freaky sex with a, a Scorpio, obviously. 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 My like, so Scorpio. obvious. I love Scorpios. Like, people give them so much shit. I'm like, for what? They're, like, fun and mysterious and, like... But they can be hella toxic. Yeah. They're also a little toxic. But every but. sign is, like, toxic, yeah. so... and Or not. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I think so. What I, sign are you? I'm a Cancer, so... Oh, my God. So, I'm an Aries Cancer Cancer, which is why we, like, have... Yeah. I have, I have the Cancer Moon as well. I love the Cancer Moon. It really is... I think it's Maybe fun. that's why we're so, like, we have a lot of synergy yeah. sometimes. I think it's fun... Especially with having fire, because I'm a Sag rising, which I love how the cancer balances the fire. Like, I feel like... I mean, it's like SFK and Serena, I feel yeah. like. Like, Aries is SFK, and my cancer is very Serena, like the fluffy, soft side of me. So, now that I have one more question, because you just brought this to me. Who do you... If you had to tell people who is Serena, opposed from SFK, like, what would you say? I would say... Serena's really soft and sensitive and like fluffy, like yeah. a little. I feel like I'm like a turtle. SFK is the hard shell, yeah. you know, that protects the softness. Yeah. And like, I think that I really needed SFK as a character to like feel confident about myself and to like do all the things I set out to do. But as I'm getting older, I'm in my Saturn return. Like, yeah. I'm getting better at dating. Like, I, I feel like I know what I want and who I am. Like, I'm willing to kind of show more of the Serena. Like, I was, I've, I would never have come on your podcast last year and been uh, talked about there's a, like the dynamic, you know, between the two or yeah. that there was two, that duality, yeah. like because of time and maturity and, and just also feeling more confident in who I really am. Like I'm able to be like, you know, there's there's two. There's a character and like a non-character. Well, I love SFK and Serena. Yeah. I feel very lucky that I've been able to know both. Yeah. And like you have just been so inspiring to me. So having you on and like this conversation, I can't wait for everyone to hear. I it think it was I'm great. Like, it was so fucking good. You're awesome. So are you. Everyone go have her shake very and tell us where we can find you. On Serena Kerrigan across all platforms. Go get my shake at Joe and the Juice. It's available all summer long. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. You, like me, are someone who sets out what they're what they say they're going to do. So pre-order her book, y'all. I love you so much. I love you Thank so much. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye.